So on the line today, I'm lucky enough to have Mr. Luke Jamay. Um, Luke, how are you this afternoon? I'm very good. Thanks for, uh, for, for having a chat about the event. I'm excited to tell you all about it. Well, what is the event? So uh, the event is, and I'll go into infomercial mode, the event is a, you know, it's interesting. So I think of it as being a three-day mentalism convention that's mm-hmm. compressed into one day. Um, so technically, the event is a one-day mentalism convention, but the amount that we managed to schedule into one day, in my mind, it's like a three-day convention. So the event is a one-day mentalism convention that takes place in London. It happens on the Friday that immediately uh, precedes the Fantastic Session convention. So the event is myself, Andy Gladwin, and Joshua Jay. We organise it. Uh, to run kind of concurrently with the the session convention that immediately follows it. But the event focuses entirely on mentalism or psychic entertainment or mind reading, whatever phrase you want to use to describe that genre of magic. What makes it different from other magic conferences? Well, I mean, for me, one of the really interesting things about the event is, you know, I'm kind of continually staggered by the lineup that we managed to pull in year on year. You know, and, and the thing that makes it different, I think, is that I managed to, through a various collection of techniques, really prize out excellent material from really excellent mentalists. Um, you know, it's not, it's not set up to be one long dealer dem. Like, the lectures are actually about something. People are sharing real material that they perform in the real world. And then also, we work quite hard behind the scenes in creating a kind of a number of different formats that will take place during the day itself. So it's not just a case of a repetitive series of lectures. So we also have, you know, kind of events that use multiple performers that maybe have an unusual theme or an unusual format, uh, shows and performances, as well as what you would think of as being more traditional lectures. So for me, what separates the event from many other conventions out there? First, it's dedicated to mentalism, which is really rare. You know, if you're if you're into mentalism, you're, you're kind of used to going to magic conventions, and, and if you're lucky, maybe one or two events might cater specifically to that interest that you have. So the first thing is, of course, that it does focus entirely on mentalism and then I think the second thing is just the quality of the lineup and the fact that we work so hard on taking each performer and giving them a format within the convention that allows them to share their best material you know some performers are are much better at teaching something in a short period of time some people are much better at teaching and performing over a long period of time and ordinarily if you go to a convention it's a kind of one-size-fits-all event for you know each one of the speakers or the performers but we try and work out what is the very best way that we can show this great thing from this great performer Um, and a lot more effort goes into that side of it than people might might initially think Um, This year, actually in 2019, so the next one, we have this fantastic new format that will feature Max Maven, Michael Weber and Josh Jay. Um, And it's called Inspirations. And the idea is that each one of them, Max, Michael and Josh, will pick a short video performance from a mentalist from the past, which we'll all watch. um, And then each of them will discuss what makes that particular performance so interesting and so powerful for them. and it's a kind of, I've never seen that format at any convention no. before. And it's really interesting to see really great magicians, not talking about their material, not talking about what makes them great, but instead talking about these people that inspired them in their own performances and seeing someone like Max Maven get really enthusiastic and, you know, wide-eyed as he watches this great performance from the past. 
you know, I, I, I've, I've had that personal experience with Max a number of times where we've looked at things and I've seen him do that. And I just, I just think it's going to be a fascinating way of teaching these kind of performance tips or even methods in some cases. There's just a different way of doing it than just having somebody up there lecturing. Um, I'm quite excited for that format. Um, and then we have other things like a, a special show in the evening, uh, which is dedicated to mentalism with playing cards. So we call that uh, mentalists at the card table. Um, and that's going to be super fun. Uh, that always has a, a surprise lineup. We never announce who the lineup is for that because very often um, people arrive at the last minute and say, hey, I want to do something. And, and suddenly you're like, oh, OK, great, we can put you in this show. Um, so sometimes we don't even know who's going to be on that show, which gives it a really great energy. Um, the truth is that particular event comes from when I was a child. I used to attend the international magic conventions when they were Indeed. yeah, uh, fantastic convention. And uh, many, many years ago, they used to do a show called The Gong Show, which was downstairs in the hotel. And it was kind of, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but my memory of it is certainly that it was very smoky and loud and riotous. And um, we tried to put some of that energy into this card table show to make it a bit more, you know, kind of uh, loud and, and live kind of vibe. So there's this fun thing that happens at the end of the night that's kind of like a blowing off of steam. Um, and then, of course, in between, the whole day is packed with lectures. And I know it sounds kind of sales pitchy, but when I say, you know, it's a three-day convention compressed into one, when you look at the lineup, it really is like it's amazing that we managed to get so much in in one day. To be honest, like you know, it does require a lot of um, a lot of kind of focus for the participants because you just get so much, you know, like so much information coming at you. Sure, but talking of uh, talking of that stellar lineup, who have we who can we look forward to seeing at the next? Yeah, so event? Um, well, I'll be there, which uh, I'll get that out of the way. So I'm going to do a lecture, um, <laughs> which is now the I think I worked this out the other day. This will be something like the ninth or tenth year that I've done something at the session, wow. and now the combined number of hours of lectures and performances and interviews that I've done at the session is something like eighteen hours. So and this is going to be new stuff. Yeah, this will all be new stuff. I've, I've I've created a rod for my own back here, which is every year I do a completely different lecture for the event. The irony is I've never done my normal lecture. If you see me just lecture around the world somewhere, I've got like my normal lecture that I like to do. But I've never done that at this convention, so that's a shame. Um, but no, it's a brand new lecture from me. Um, so I don't know why Andy and Josh keep insisting that I do it. I would have thought 18 hours was enough, but no, I am no, doing no. it. And then the more exciting and more interesting people, um, I'm super happy with our headlining act. That's Ross Johnson, who mm -hmm. a lot of people in the UK probably... Well, for many mentalists in the UK, this might be the first time that they'll actually see Ross because he has had such a stellar career out there in, in the trenches, as they say, performing for real people, that very rarely did he cross over into the world of magic conventions in any way. Um, and, and Ross is just this utterly believable mind reader. When you see him perform, you just really feel like you're watching somebody that can really read people's minds. And he has a very... Um, refined taste in material that I, I personally very much like. He's kind of old school in a sense that he goes for, you know, lots of personal information, um, really hard hitting, but his methods are very streamlined and modern. There's nothing that feels dated about it, but he just has this kind of what I would think of as being classically powerful mind reading is his kind of approach. Very um, efficient in his material. And the amazing thing that you get with Ross is that you watch a lecture and you're literally learning a show that a man perfected over an entire career. 
Mm. You know, you see him perform and then he's just opening up all of that to you and telling you exactly how this show that he did for years and years and years and years, you know, uh, how it works. And, and there's really, really something great about that. You know, it's real material that's been tested in the real world from a really phenomenal mind reader. So I was very happy when Ross agreed to do it because it's not easy to to get a guy like Ross to come and do a magic convention. Sure. You know? So he's not just performing. He's going to be explaining the stuff as well. Yeah, precisely. He'll do a performance and a lecture. Fantastic. Um, and, and they're kind of connected. So Ross Johnson, I'm, I'm very, very happy to have Ross. Uh, we also have uh, two my two great friends and, and I believe two of the most important mind readers in magic, Michael Weber and Max Maven. Never heard of them. Um, yeah, they're, they're kind of unknown on the It's scene. nice that they're, you're bringing out this new talent helping yeah, they're, surface. Yeah, they're new guys. They're new guys, you know, like you wouldn't see them around, but, you know, um, specialising in walk-around magic. No, they um, <laughs> they obviously are, are, you know, titans in our industry. Um, Gods. Yeah, I believe so. And both, you know, for me, they both have incredible importance in mentalism uh max you know you can't overstate i think max's impact on the development of mentalism um yeah nowadays it's easy to to kind of lose sight because information changes hands so quickly and we you know we talk about it all the time and there's so much access to information but but really max was kind of in my mind is the modern father of mind reading the way that modern mentalists approach their performances and their methods you know without max maven the concepts of dual reality wouldn't exist without mm -hmm. max maven the the notion of psychological method as opposed to just brute force mechanism that wouldn't exist you know you look back over max's uh, prolific published materials phil goldstein and and you see just how much uh, impact max has had on a technical on everyone. front, yeah, <laughs> on a technical front, Max has had such a huge impact. And then for me, you look at Max's performances when he, when he, you know, when we talk about Max Maven as opposed to Phil Goldstein. When you look at his performances, I just think it's vital that that man exists. You know, it sounds sounds strange to say that, but Max has been, I think, one of the bravest performers in mentalism to adopt the persona that he had, to stick with it for the number of years that he has, and now. You know, you just see this lovely kind of evolution as he becomes an older man and, and his performances reflect that kind of evolution. He's a lot softer now than he ever was before, a lot warmer. And and so for me, Max is this kind of complete package that he has all of these amazing contributions in the technical toolbox of mind reading. And then, you know, a really razor sharp kind of dedication to being an artist, not just a mind reader, but an artist. Sure. Um, and, and Michael Weber, I believe, is probably the smartest magician and, and mind reader that will ever live. Um, there is no one performer that has fooled me more than Michael Weber in my life. And, and no one performer that has fooled me bad, like with, with such power, fools me so badly time and time again. It's just kind of a genius level, you know, guy. So to have Max and Michael, and they've kind of become sort of part of the, the event now, like this is the done it every year since we began and mm -hmm. you know it's, it's really great to see them continually building on what they did the year before as well so if you have attended before each each time it feels like oh we're getting even more now it's building so max and michael are just you know just fantastic and to have them sort of supporting the convention and, and being there every year the way that they are is great and often i think with both max and michael some of the most exciting things that happen for people at the convention happen you know at two o'clock in the morning when you're sat cross-legged on the floor and, and michael's doing killer card material that's yeah and, that's what i was just gonna say it's that little those convention rumors of, of did you see weber do this crazy thing with this thing and this thing and it almost becomes as folklore or myth doesn't it yeah well i mean of course michael starts all those rumors um <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, 
that's not true. He really does do these crazy things. But yeah, I think to, to be in a scenario where you can just sort of hang out with Max and Michael, it's very rare to see either of them perform. And, and you know, to see them give lectures and give performances on the stage, that's fantastic. And, you know, I'm literally at the front row myself with a notebook and a pen. But then later on, as I sort of walk around the convention and I see, you know, Michael surrounded by, you know, teenagers and, you know, from, from teenagers to, to, you know, pensioners all sat on the floor doing card material and Max performing, you know, some routine uh, a coffee table or something. It's just really kind of humbling almost when I look at that. I'm like, oh my God, look what we did. You know, we managed to make this happen. It's really great. And and that level of connection with performers of that, I, th- I think that importance is, is another thing that makes this convention so great. That- I think that's unusual, yes, that you can actually chat with them and hang out. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a real testament to kind of, you know, all of this began with the session. I've been a great supporter of the session convention for, you know, since the beginning. And I've done lots of different things over the years for Andy and Josh at the session. And then for sort of, I don't know, maybe six or seven years, they kept trying to convince me to do a mentalism thing with them. And I kept thinking, oh, I don't think there's the interest to do a day of mentalism. And then eventually we took the plunge. And, you know, I kind of benefit in the fact that Andy and Josh were out there doing the session for so many years before we began doing this, that they learned all of the lessons. Sure. You know, like I got the shortcut because I just do what they tell me. <laughs> in terms um, of logistics and then... Yeah, in, in making it more than just a day full of people doing tricks. Mm-hmm. You know, when you come to talk about it, it's really hard to explain it, but there's like this kind of magical recipe that they've learned over the years that does, I think, you, you know, create that feeling that allows people to be sat on the floor at two o'clock in the morning doing card tricks. You know, it doesn't feel, it, it, it does feel very much like you're kind of connected and it's friendly and everybody wants to talk to everybody. And, you know, and, and Andy and Josh have really worked quite hard to build that up into the convention. It's not by accident, you know, it's always sort of part of what they wanted from the session. And then when I joined to do the event, I just sort of said, yep, we'll have some of that as well, please. So that's, you know, that's really great. And then as well as uh, Max and Michael and myself, Ross Johnson, uh, Andy Nyman, everybody's favourite short, punchy mind reader. Uh, is, <laughs> is that his official bio? I don't know. I think it should be. <laughs> it, I just remember years ago, a set of lecture notes from Andy was was called Short, Punchy and Mental. And I just thought, yeah, that should be the introduction forever, shouldn't it? Uh-huh. Short, Punchy and Mental. Um, so Andy, you know, Nyman needs very little introduction, especially if you're based in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um his influence is, is large. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen Andy do anything at a magic convention, which I think is really interesting to see where he is now, because obviously we all know that Andy uh, is a very successful actor in Hollywood movies. I think I think technically he's a lovey. I think that's what they call yeah, it could be. Andy Nyman. Yeah, short, lovey. punchy lovey. Yes, yeah, a short, punchy lovey. That's a great way. Um, <laughs> Happens to do a couple but, of tricks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, I think the fascinating thing about watching Nyman work is the sort of the crossover from his real job, e.g. being a Hollywood actor, um, and his hobby, which is mentalism, and and seeing what he brings in. Because, you know, Andy can take a trick that is very, very small or has a very, you know, basic kind of concept and and punch it up to real levels of drama and, and often just through the conviction with which he performs. So he's always very engaging to watch work. And I think you know, that kind of crossover is really fascinating to get that insight from somebody, you know, it's not a magician teaching you how to act. It's an actor who has had a a really kind of celebrated career talking about those lessons from that world and how he combines that with mentalism. And I think that's really a, 
a great thing that you'll get from from Andy Nyman. I think that would be something that would apply to magicians as well as mentalists. I think, uh, we I all, would think everybody so, yeah. needs to act better. Yeah, I would think so. You know, one of the interesting things is that while, you know, we talk about this convention as being sort of laser focused on on mentalism, there's a vast number of people that come that are you know, if you were to say to them, you're a magician or a mentalist, they would say, absolutely a magician. Um, But very often now, kind of the boundaries are blurring so much that, you know, if a magician's doing a kind of cabaret set or a stand-up set, they might want to put a little bit of mind reading in. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, it's interesting that when you look across the room, you go from sort of super hardcore mind reader guys that, you know, only want to do questions and answers acts. And and then it goes, you know, the gam runs the gambit, really, that you, you also have a bunch of guys that are just looking for sort of fun, entertaining material that they could put in a cabaret set. Sure. Um, so we do try and, you know, sort of hit all of those points as well and in that, terms of the scheduling. Actually, having the mentalism with cards fun section towards the uh, the end of the day at the event kind of opens it up a little bit for, for magicians because I'm sure there's many hardcore mentalists that say, oh, you can't ever do mind reading with cards. I think you yeah, may be able yeah. to prove them wrong. I, I mean, I'd hope so. I um, I don't know if all of that kind of uh, separation between magician and mentalist is that useful, really. Like, if you ask me, I'm a magician and mm-hmm. the genre of magic that I do is mind reading. Sure. You know, um, I think all of that kind of oh well, I'm a I'm a mentalist. I, I don't know I don't know where that comes from really. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so I you know those hardcore guys that that maybe have that elitist attitude. I, I don't know. I don't know how that helps them in any way. Um, you know, the truth of the matter is that I think the majority of mentalists. Are, you know, we all we all sit around and practice card tricks. <laughs> like, that's the truth, right? Like everybody started magic because they loved this thing, and then you found yourself drawn over into into mentalism. But you know, my job is being a mind reader. My hobby is is practicing second deals. Sure. You know, like so. So this is just a way for us to to sort of you know exercise that that other side of the thing that we love, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's kind of my take on the whole card show is that. You know, at the end of the day, we all really love a great card trick, and uh, why not? Why not embrace that instead of pretending? You know that there is this elitism about oh, sure. you can't do that. You know, in a performance, I certainly wouldn't do a whole show of, of card material, but it doesn't matter because this isn't a performance. This is us in our industry getting together to celebrate great things about mind reading. So why not indulge yourself with a whole bunch of great card magic at the end? You know, Absolutely. Or mentalism with cards at the end. Um, we also have uh, Jared Koff, who is phenomenal. And interesting. it's an interesting segue there that a lot of people will know Jared from his sort of super refined sleight of hand ability. Um, but in the last sort of you know handful of years, maybe five, five or so years, Jared's really kind of moved over in his own performances to being... Um, mixing mentalism and magic and when I say mixing mentalism and magic I mean you know very powerful demonstrations of mind reading and then very powerful pieces of of magic you know like um, and he's found a really interesting way of doing that like a performance character that really suits what he wants to achieve Um, you know and he's sort of become very interested in, in mentalism and tarot cards and stuff like that so with Jared, I think it will be a big surprise for a lot of people in the audience just because he's kind of an underground name. You know, um, I think he'll be a big surprise and, and, pr- and very probably a highlight for many people because you may not have heard of him before, but when you see him, I think you're going to be really impressed with just how kind of unique he's found a, a way of mixing all of these these things, magic and mentalism and, and a really unique performance character. And he's actually doing a lecture where he'll teach material and then a completely separate show 
as well. So you'll actually see a real performance from Jared as well, which I think is great. And that's one of the things that I, I've always wanted in the event from the beginning was that we would have real shows from real performers doing what they really do. You know, not not just the thing that they worked out for the magic convention, but their real world material. Well, the thing before. they want to sell at the back of the room after the lecture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You know, like we we want. Uh, I want to see what performers are really doing in the world. You know, I don't. I don't want to just see the the latest thing that fits in the plastic bag. And a nice um, thing about that as well is that I'm sure. A lot of people are very good at working out everything, but equally, there's going to be a lot of people that are just going to have their pants fooled off them in the show bit I, as well. I think, I think when we watch Jared, I'll be one of those people. You know, I think there's a lot of really, really intelligent, interesting, and I suppose avant-garde uh, thought in what he's doing now. And I think it will be a real, really impressive sort of thing for him. Uh, for everybody in the room. Uh, and then we have Luch, uh, a great British mentalist who's giving a very, I think, very useful lecture. Um, Luch is going to talk about how you do mind reading at walk-around events. Um, and and he makes his living from doing this, and he has for many years, you know, predominantly working in sort of uh, weddings and things like that. And I'll be honest with you, as a performer that only performs in theatres, when I think about, well, how would you do that at a wedding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. no idea. I, I really have no idea how you would do it. And then I saw Luch's lecture and I was like, ah, oh, this is so great. Because a lot of people in the, the room, a lot of people that come to the event are, you know, just beginning to move into doing mentalism in some professional capacity, whether that be on stage or in walk-around environments or, or whatever. And, you know, Luch has created this lecture that really is a, a kind of 101 Right, right from the ground up, what do you do? How, what do you do when you arrive? What kind of material do you need? How do you talk to people? How do you, you know, a, a real kind of toolbox for people that want to go out there and do that kind of thing. I mean, that sounds incredible because it's hard enough, uh, like a, a wedding or a walk around gig, like going up and interrupting the group anyway. Excuse me, did you drop this black pocket knife? Uh-huh. Um, but to, to interrupt them and then have to go into mind reading stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's got really interesting thoughts on sort of the approach and how long to spend with each group and what kind of material to pick if you're in a place where it's so loud, no one can hear you. And, you know, like all of the things that I imagine you have to solve if you specialise in that kind of performance, because unfortunately, you probably turn up to a gig having no thought about this before and suddenly the music's so loud that you can't be heard Mm. and you just have to change it in the moment because you have to. So. Luch is, you know, has been specialising in this stuff for so long that he's kind of solved those problems already. And he, and he really does share what I think is a really practical, like genuinely useful um, lecture where you could take those lessons and, and the tricks that he teaches and really, you know, after a very short amount of time just getting things clear in your own mind, you could go out there and, and start doing walk-around mentalism. So um, I'm excited for that lecture because I just think it's... Um, it's the sort of stuff no one talks about at magic conventions because normally at a, a convention we, you know, we're so focused on sort of novel or clever mm-hmm. that practical somehow doesn't get a look in anymore, you know. And and for me, having like a really practical person that's really found the the right ways to do these things in a, a, a vast performance market, at least in the UK, weddings is just yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and for my friends in, in around the world, when I when they say to me, oh, where do most magicians perform? And I say, well, you know, most magicians in England perform at weddings. They sort of look at me with this blank expression. <laughs> like, how can a magician perform at a wedding? Well, if you see Luch's lecture, you'll you'll find out. Yeah, you yeah. know, like he, he really does explain that in, in great detail. So I think that's a great a great addition to the day. 
Um, and then we have a whole bunch of other people as well. So Chris Rawlings, Marco Fida, uh, myself, and, and, and some others that we're not announcing just yet that will be involved in, you know, various um, surprise events throughout the day. Uh, there's also a, a new thing this year that we're going to do where we call it Meet the Speakers, where after the final lecture of the day and before the the closing sort of show, the fun show, we're going to set up a whole bunch of tables for the performers to sit at and you can just go and join them and have a <laughs> chat. You know, if you want to ask some questions about, you know, let's say you saw something in someone's lecture earlier that day and then two hours later an idea struck you, instead of having to run around the convention for the next three days hoping that you can bump into that person, you know, my hope is that by scheduling this sort of thing in now, you can just go straight up to that person and and get clarification on that idea or ask an opinion or you know, like, because so often you watch a lecture and then three hours later an idea arrives. Uh-huh. So why not create this situation where, you know, at the very end of the day before the final show, now you can go and ask those questions that might have occurred to you after the lecture or, and it you also, know, you can go and ask to see a certain thing again and so on. It also gives you permission to talk to them because some people may be kind of, although we have said that the session and the event people are, ha- you can session with people and they're hanging around the bar and what have you, some people might be a bit intimidated to go up to Weber or Max and ask yeah, a, sure. a, a question, for but there sure. it's like, here's permission, I'm here, come yeah. and talk to me. Yeah, no, I, I and I really hope that that is the case, like I um, last year at the event, I, somebody got in touch with me via Twitter and they said like, oh, I'm, I'm loving the convention but I'm just too scared to say hello um, so I said to him, you know, via Twitter, like, don't, don't be crazy, just come up and say hello. And then, and then we went and said hello, and he was very nice, and we had a nice conversation. And, and that, that experience actually sort of took me back a slightly, because it is such a friendly convention, and, and everybody is so happy to talk to each other, that I kind of didn't imagine that maybe there might be someone that was a little bit intimidated to come up and say hello to various people. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you are that sort of person, if you're listening to this and, and you're thinking, oh, God, that sounds like me, you know, really, the, the, just come up and say hello to whoever you want. And and if it really does come to it, then there is this kind of section at the end of the day where you, as you say, you have an excuse, you have permission, you haven't got to feel, you know, uncomfortable in any way, because that's what the performers are scheduled to be doing at <laughs> yeah, that yeah. time. Yeah. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to ruin anyone's evening by coming up and, and having a conversation at that time. So hopefully, yeah, you know, if, if you are someone that, that maybe doesn't feel as comfortable with just going and, and you know having a chat then this can give you the opportunity to do that without pushing you too far out of your comfort zone sure so who should who should come luke uh well i think everyone should come uh, <laughs> i think i think everybody in the world should come uh well I, no actually that's not true because if everybody came there'd be no one to perform the tricks to so what i would ideally like is that we get sort of you know 60 percent of the world's population attending the convention and then we somehow separate the other 40 percent of the world's population and just sort of pre-seat them in theaters around the world uh-huh. for us to walk out and do shows at that's oh. my dream perfect um yeah so if everybody in the world could turn up no the so i think this is uh you know if you're a mentalist this just is kind of I'm so hesitant to say it because obviously I'm biased obviously I'm biased I you know I have a lot of emotional investment in in what we plan and what we do Uh, but I do genuinely think it's the best mentalism convention in the world I really do Um, and I believe and of course I don't know how true this is and how biased it is but I believe that I would also say exactly that if I was just attending you Mm -hmm. know uh, you know it's impossible for me to know the difference clearly because you know, I'm so invested in it, but I yeah. do genuinely think it's the best mentalism convention in the world. And so if you're into mentalism, if you're a hardcore 
mentalist, I think there's no excuse for you not to come because you just gain so much. Like the other great thing, and this is sort of an accidental brilliance about the convention in my mind, is that it takes place in January, right after New Year. You know, the and and it sort of always gives me this little burst of inspiration right at the beginning of the year. You know, you get all of these new ideas and and this kind of new energy that can take you into the next year, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I, I really like that. I like the fact that it happens in January because it gives you this sort of feeling of, of possibilities and potential in amongst all of this stuff that you've just learned for the year ahead. Sure. So if you're, you know, a hardcore mind reader guy, then I, you know, I, I just think you have to be there, you know, and, and the people in the audience kind of attest to that as well. Like you look around and sometimes I, I look at the, the people sat in the audience at the event and I think, my God, we could have, we could have done another you know, we could have done another 10 hours of lectures from the people that are just here. You know, like there's very often, you know, big name performers like Liu Chen comes to the event. You know, Michael and Max are sitting in the audience. Jan, Jan Becker from Germany has been in the past. And like a number of, of really important performers, you know, are just sat out in the audience because the quality is high enough for them to, you know, abandon whatever else they're doing in that weekend in January and fly across the world to come to the, the convention. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think that it's great for hardcore mind readers, but also I think, you know, we try and schedule the, the performers and the lecturers so that if you're a magician and you're somewhere between the two, like if you wouldn't call yourself like, Oh, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a hardcore mind reader. I'm not a psychic entertainer. If you're if you're just a magician, but you want some kind of cool mind reading tricks to put into a cabaret set, you know, there's a lot of that throughout the day as well. Yeah, it could you know, be the, could be the, great... the the stand up the guy doing comedy clubs that wants to put in a I don't know. He's currently got a confabulation or something in there, yeah. and he's like, yeah, oh, yeah, what yeah. else could I? This is this is playing really strong. This is going better than my comedy linking rings. What else can I look at? You know? No, absolutely. I I, I think of the convention as being a mix of. Um, mental magic and then the sort of hardcore mind reading stuff so you know i suppose this is a terrible answer but who should come anybody that's interested in in magic and mind reading yeah yeah you know it's kind of it's an awful answer i wish it was more specific than that but i do think if you're you know if you have a genuine passion for magic or mind reading or both then you will absolutely gain a lot from from the lecturers and you know, it's easy for me to say that because I just sit there with everybody else and get to watch these great lectures every year, you know. So uh, in many ways, this convention is kind of my dream convention. You know, I get to arrange the, you know, the booking and I get to choose who's going to be at the convention. So I get to each year just pick people that I think are intensely interesting and really, really good at what they do. Um, uh, you know, so I can be, I suppose, I obviously I am biased, but I suppose I can, I can also be proud of, of the performers that we managed to book because I just think that they do a great job every year. What are you excited about um, personally for this year? I, I think for me, um, Ross Johnson is going to be a revelation for many people. I'm super excited to see Ross performing and lecturing. Um, I'm very excited to spend time with Max and Michael. Um, I think they consistently, you know, over deliver at conventions. Um, I'm not so excited about the fact that I've got to do another brand new lecture, which will be the 18th, 18th hour of material. So I don't know where I'm going to find that from. Uh, but <laughs> the lecture is chosen. Uh, if I come out looking a bit bored, it's because 18 hours, surely that's enough. Surely that's enough. Um, no, I'm, I'm excited to do a lecture myself. Um, and, you know, the thing that I I really enjoy the most every year is always what happens off stage, right? So, like, I love the lectures and I really enjoy sitting there and, and I think the lectures are fantastic and the shows are always really entertaining and fun. 
but it's always the kind of unexpected things. You know, every year I get shown some amazing new thing from somebody I've never met before that, you know, then becomes a friend or, or whatever else. And so it's, you know, when, when you ask, what are you most excited for? I suppose my, my poetic answer would be, I'm most excited for what I can't yet predict. You know, I'm most excited for, for the stuff that just happens that you never expected to happen that turns out to just be so brilliant. Uh, you know, and at this point, I can be pretty sure that that happens every year because just previous experience, we have such great people in the room that after the convention's over for the night, then, you know, a whole new convention begins. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so for me, I think it's a really great, really great convention. And then, of course, the great news is that someone like me, like I, I'm obviously a professional um, mentalist, that's what I do for a living. But at the same time, uh, you know, I get to then watch the session. and I love magic. So I come for the event and then I'm there for the session as well on Saturday and Sunday. And I get to, you know, get to see Matt King and, and, and others that are going to be at the session. And it's this really great kind of continued weekend. And so many of the well, almost all of the performers from the event will be there for the whole weekend, which also means that you get to spend more time with the, with those performers as well over the weekend if, if you stay for the session as well as the event. Um, so, you know, I, I really enjoy the, the session every year as well. Like, I get I get all of my hard work out of the way on the Friday, and I get to relax and watch the session. Want to have fun? Well, I shall be joining and having fun. I look forward to seeing you in January, Luke. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to talk to us all about it. Um, no problem. I look forward to seeing you there. Take care. Thanks very much for your time.